Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Friday the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernall Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you join us every Friday. Well, we are joined this morning by, uh, by Dr. Sean Heim, who is the executive director of the Oklahoma State School Boards Association. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Well, I'm hungry now that you said fried okra. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we uh, we wanted to visit with you about uh, school boards. Filing is coming up in December, um, and so tell us, give us an overview of what is a school board's role. What's their actual job? Because sometimes people don't really know what a school board does. <laughs> well, I, that is very common. We get that question a lot, even from people thinking about running for school boards. Sure. Uh, the school board. Uh, as a unit, their role is to set policy and a vision for the district. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we do training for school board members and superintendents, uh, we boil it down to the simple, the school board is the one that sets the what. What do we want? What are our goals? Mm-hmm. The superintendent and their staff is the how do we get there? So the teachers, the uh, directors, depending on the size of the district, you decide how we get to those goals. The school board says, this is what we think is important for our district, whether it be uh, to hire more counselors, have smaller class sizes, mm-hmm. uh, improve uh, reading uh, programs, or whatever that may be. So the vision and the what is that school board's job, and then the how is from the superintendent all the way down to uh, everybody on staff. And school boards in Oklahoma look so different depending on whatever community you're in. Some of them are geographical, different sizes. Some are at large. I mean, it's just they all look different. Yes, they are. It's unique. Uh, We have our elementary districts. Uh, Many people call them dependent school districts. Mm -hmm. Uh, But our elementary districts have three members. Mm -hmm. Uh, The majority of our independent districts, which will be pre-K to 12, have five members. And then we have a smattering of those board members, boards with seven members. And then Oklahoma City, which is very unique, Carrie, has yeah. eight members, which they have an elected chair. Yeah. So if that's not confusing enough, each one of those <laughs> types of each one of those types of boards have different lengths of service or yeah. their terms due to that number of board members. Yeah, some are four, right? Some are five. It just depends yeah. on where yeah. Um and then Oklahoma City, we always like to do things different with eight, an even number. Why? Um, so nothing could go wrong with an even number. I know. People voting on know. something. Never. Uh, that is another show. <laughs> um, so, so like, talk to us about filing for school board. There are and and running. You there are ethics requirements. There are. I mean, you have to. Some people fundraise. Some don't. I mean, it, it, especially like districts are so different in Oklahoma. You have big ones and then like your K-8 districts. And so what does that look like to run for school board? Well, first and foremost, you have to file for office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go to your county election board on Monday, December 7th or December 8th or December 9th that mm-hmm. week, Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, and you would file for office. Uh, probably before you get there, uh, the most difficult thing is how do I file for office? How do I know if I qualify for office? Well, the main qualifications are you have to uh, have a high school diploma, you have to be a registered voter in your 
school district for six months and had lived there for six months. Okay. So that those are the main qualifications uh, for office. And then depending on your school size, you may be in a school district where you can run for office at large, which all the elementary districts and our smaller districts uh, can do. Mm-hmm. You can run for any of the board seats or when you get into larger districts, you have to run for the school board seat in which the area of the school district you live in. So you would most likely contact your school board office and your board clerk in those mm-hmm. larger districts and ask what school board district or ward do I live in? Uh, because the county election board often gets confused with the city wards and the school wards. Yeah. So yeah. I'll definitely verify that with your school district and the, the board clerk or superintendent secretary on, you know, what are the boundaries of that district if they don't have it on their website. So is there any education level requirement for running for a school board? A high school diploma or a GED, a high school equivalency. Uh, and then once you're a school board member, uh, our school board members are the only elected officials in the state of Oklahoma who, who like teachers, have uh, required professional development can, points. Can I please just monologue about this very briefly? I think that is it is so important. And I think everybody should have to have ongoing PD. Like, I'm telling you. I, yes. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to reel it in here, but, <laughs> but I, I've served on this. <laughs> I've served on the school board now for four and a half years. And I always have a bazillion more credits than I need because you, everybody should always want to be learning. Everybody should all like things are always changing. There's always stuff that is new. There are ideas you need to know. We can always get better at our jobs. And I like, I just find that so valuable. And like, you know, going to, going to PD, you know, I serve in Oklahoma city. So the challenges we face are very different than some of like our smaller rural districts, but many of them are the same, you know? Right. I mean, we all want what's best for our kids. We all want our kids to achieve at a high level and go on to be successful. And part of that is having good leaders who invest invest in their own learning and invest in trying to be better at what they do. And I promise I will stop monologuing now. I just feel very strongly about it. (laughs) I wish wish everybody had to do this kind of thing. I mean, it's just even understanding the laws surrounding what your role is like, come on, peeps. It sets a good example for, for the students that you're Mm -hmm. continuing to learn for their benefit. Yeah. And so I will, I will, I will step off of my soapbox and we can return to the conversation. Um, uh, I think that's a great soapbox. I think it's one of the very few jobs you come into with very little knowledge about what your job is. Uh, We have doctors, lawyers, farmers, ranchers, moms, former teachers, teachers that work in another district, all kinds of different things, people who come into the job, but very few of them know what that job entails. So it is important that you have good professional development that helps you so you can be a leader for your district. So there, um, you mentioned it, we were going to ask about this as well. We have a lot of educators and support staff who listen to fried okra. Um, now you can, you cannot run for a, your own, the school district where you work. Um, or where, right, right. so can, but you could, you could run if you lived in another district and worked in a separate one or whatever, but who, but you also can't be a school board member if you have family that works there. Can you explain that part? Yes. Uh, first and foremost, and we've had several that have done that. We've had uh, members of our board that lived in uh, in Okarchi 
and mm-hmm. was on our board, but worked in Kingfisher mm-hmm. School District. Yeah. So um, that happens across the state. You can live in, as long as you uh, live in the school district where you're going to run for the board, you can teach in any other district, and that's not, not a problem. So, yeah, the requirements would be as far as uh, you can't have someone who works in the district that is related to you, uh, to the, you know, uh, immediate relative or to the second degree. And then that gets in people are, what are second degree? Mm-hmm. Well, second degree are things like spouse, uh, child or child spouse, parent or parent spouse, mm-hmm. grandchild or grandchild spouse. We have a whole list of those on our website. Uh, very fortunate enough to have a great communication staff here. Mm-hmm. Our website is ossba.org. We have an entire page under resources called Get On Board, uh, Become a Voice for Oklahoma Students, and has all the requirements and all the information on why you want to run for the school board to help your students, but all those requirements and the, the listing of things like, you know, what does it mean to be a second group, second degree relative? Is it a good idea to run for school board if I have a grudge against uh, a teacher? <laughs> well... <laughs> We we often have and and I'm you you two, you guys know me I'm uh, pretty much an optimist so we often have uh, people who run for school boards who start out with an axe to grind for something and we work really hard to work with them on hey you you really should be here to serve the students no right. you should not run for the school board because you want to hire, fire the middle school principal or because you want to fire the superintendent or anyone else the cheerleading coach what if you're going to be very you're going to be very disappointed in in your ability to do those things. And if you run and announce that legally, it may hurt your chances of even voting for that dismissal if it ever comes up because you would be considered a biased uh, board member, which you have to be an unbiased jurist, as you guys know, if they ever have a, a hearing for that employee. But what if I don't like the wishbone offense and I want to fire the football coach because I don't like that? <laughs> That's probably good, and or because your son is not the wishbone quarterback. Yeah, right? yes. uh, That again, we do get a lot of people who run that way, and I get a lot of nervous board members and superintendents in those districts who call and say, "Oh no, this person ran for this reason." Yeah. And so, well, they're already on the board, so yep. we're going to do everything we can to love them and talk to them about yep. the good reasons to be on the board and the real job of the board. And I'll tell you, ninety percent of the times. They make good board members because they're really good people at heart. Yeah. They just got emotional about their child or right. got emotional about an issue. So I would say that we, we don't cut those people out, but I really uh, recommend people who are running for the board don't run on one single issue because you usually end up being very disappointed in your ability to make that happen. Or you look up more than anything else, they look up a month or two in and they say, wow, I didn't understand yeah. anything about what I was concerned about. Wait a minute. Maybe the budget doesn't allow for the budget doesn't allow for the football team to go play the teams in Houston every year. Right. You know, or something <laughs> right. crazy like that. They get there and they're like, wait a minute, there are other things to do. <laughs> so yes. so it uh is running for school board a get rich quick scheme? Yes. Like how can I benefit from this? Yes. Let me yeah, yes. Yes. I know. That's interesting, and that's one of the things that uh, in Oklahoma, uh, it's zero pay for running for the school board. Now, we do have 
some of our law, I think in Oklahoma City, you're allowed to get $25 yes. for a board meeting. Is we, that right, Carrie? Up to, up to $100 a month. So fifth meeting is free. Woo! You're welcome, taxpayers. If we're having five meetings a month, we should be doing it for free because things have gone awry. Yeah. So yes, but in lots of them, they aren't paid at all. Yes, 99. I think uh, we maybe have two districts in the entire state that have that situation where they're paid uh, for meetings. So you're, you don't receive any pay, and it's really not a benefit to your, even if you're a business owner, uh, you know, there's always people love you for this thing, but they're going to hate you for that thing. So yeah. you really should run. And number one, you run because you want to do what's best for the children of your community. Yes. Yep. It should always be about the children. If we make every decision about our students, yes. then we're probably going to do the right thing. Can I tell you, I was at one of the national school board conferences, which is always, I, you know, like I said, I'm all about the professional development. And, and I was sitting next to someone who said, we've really got to improve school board pay. I forget what state they're from. And I said, I said, I mean, that would be nice, but how? And he said, well, I only get paid $8,000 a year. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that sounds real rough for you. <laughs> um, so right now right now is a, a stressful time for our school boards across the state. I mean, just like it is for educators and administrators, like this is a stressful time because everyone feels so strongly about, you know, different ends of the spectrum about school and what we should be doing or not be doing and this and that. And it's a stressful time right now for school boards. Yes, it's the most stressful time in the history of education, in my opinion, for school board members, uh, superintendents, teachers, bus drivers, mm -hmm. cafeteria workers, everybody that works in the schoolhouse needs our prayers and our grace. Uh, if somehow you have a friend that's in that business or uh, most of the people listening to this are in this, that business, I say thank you uh, because mm -hmm. uh, you have the toughest job going right now. You have to love and care for our children in a time that's so difficult for them and their families as well. So now I want to ask you to sell, sell it. Why should people run for school board in the hardest time? Um, why, why is now important? Because you can make a difference, difference or a difference. See, my, my voice doesn't work on Friday morning either. I'm still <laughs> thinking about fried okra, I guess. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can make a difference. You can really be yep. a visionary for moving your school forward. This is a time where, as difficult as this crisis has been, hopefully we've learned a lot oh, of innovation, sure. yep. what works, how do we engage students, mm -hmm. how do we engage parents in a time of a pandemic. Heck, if we can engage parents and students now, yeah. We should be great at it when we can actually come back and knock on their door and talk to them and see them in, in person. Yep. So but really, it's a time where we need people to run for the school board that are willing to have an open mind, look at what's best for our children, mm -hmm. and to make tough decisions uh, to help our t children and teachers do what's, uh, what we can to educate our students. And stay healthy and safe. Preach it. Yes. It, yes, that's the balance. That's the that's the balance that we're all fighting, mm -hmm. and it's so so difficult for for those leaders that are making those decisions. School board members, and I talk to many many school board members every week that call and ask, should should we do this? Mm -hmm. And I say, you know what, there is no right answer. Yep. You have to look at all the information, all the research. Look at what you're what's happening in your community, and you have to make the decision for. Should we be in person? Should we be some kind of hybrid? Should we be virtual? 
And then if you are doing those things, how are you keeping people as safe as possible? Yeah. Uh, because it's not just about educating children. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that everyone's kept as safe and healthy as possible, too. You know, there's there's one other thing that I want to touch on um, that school board, like a city council race, is nonpartisan. And we always talk about that education should be a nonpartisan thing. And to me, it's one of the purest forms of problem solving because you can come in, you know, I mean, the board that I serve on, you've got, I mean, I've served with people who are very liberal, very conservative. And at the end of the day, you can come together as a group because you're making those decisions, just like you said, Sean, about kids and politics doesn't have to be part of it. You know what I mean? You can, it's, it doesn't matter what your party is because at the end of the day, you're making choices that are about children and education and what's best for everybody. And you don't have to mess with that other garbage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I agree. We, we fight every year very hard to keep our school board elections nonpartisan. Yes, and please. The way, we, the way we think that works best is not putting elections, our school elections, in November with our regular elections. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we're able to stay nonpartisan. And I think... And I, and I wish our school board members did get some kind of uh, compensation. I'm glad now it's just in love. But if, I'm afraid that if you did get compensation like yeah. the guy that makes 8000 Florida and Arizona and some of the states that do, yeah. they have big races with lots of money. Yeah. And on every one of those, they talk about, you know, vote for me, I'm a Republican, or vote for me, I'm a Democrat. Right. And I've seen things where they're asking school board members, what is your – uh, opinion of abortion. Well, I'm sorry, abortion's never going to be on it's, the agenda for a school board. It's no. not coming up. About. Not coming up. And no, I mean, no. and but I, but you, to me, when you have, when you have sort of a broad range of people with those different political perspectives, you can actually have real conversations where you can say, I look at it this way. Tell me how you look at it from the, you know, the other part, a different yes. perspective. And then you can have normal conversations instead of it being about talking points or like whatever you know what i'm saying yeah yeah dog whistle yeah. right right then you can just have like regular conversations like real human beings it's pretty awesome <laughs> it is it is the, the, the boards that work well together like that it's amazing how that works and and then yeah. they really think about i represent the community i don't represent yeah. a party right there's not a letter after my name on my placard in front of me it's just yeah. my name and i represent the community well Thank you so much, Sean. And we know that, that you guys are, are hustling as much as we are right now and, and doing the work to keep school going. And, and I think that public ed will come out stronger on the other side of all this. So we appreciate you. And what yes, is, I agree. what is your um, website one more time? If anybody wants to go on and, and check out those uh, requirements and see if they're interested in, yeah. in running for school board. The, the website is ossba.org, and under the resources tab at the top, you'll go down and it says get on board election resources. I would stay away from the website around 11 o'clock on Fridays because uh, <laughs> that's when the, yeah, uh, the, map, the, map, comes the COVID out. map comes out. Mm -hmm. uh, last week we had uh, 6,500 hits on Friday right at 11 o'clock in which crashed our entire website. So hopefully it will not happen again in 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's what is on everybody's mind. Yeah. So thank you so much for being with us and, and sharing your knowledge and, um, and the resources that, that OSSBA has. 
Well, you're welcome anytime, and we really appreciate our partnership with OEA and, and what we can do together to you know, help public education. Thank you, Sean. Thanks. Y'all have a great day. You too. You too. Thank you so much. Now we're joined by NEA Member Benefits Affiliate Relations Specialist, David Glenn. How are you, David? I'm great, Alicia. How are you doing this morning? Doing well, thanks. Um, so we wanted to talk to you about, uh, we've got the holidays coming up um, in the weirdest holiday season of all time. Um, but we wanted to talk to you about NEA member benefits and how we can leverage that. So let's, um, first of all, for folks who might not be familiar or newer members, what is NEA member benefits? Uh, great question. So basically, NEA member benefits is actually the member benefit leg of NEA. We have been serving members for over 50 years, actually. And basically what we do is we are the group that is actually contacted by various companies that would like to promote our market to the over 3 million members of the NEA. Mm -hmm. And the process for us is to, in essence, take those companies through a vetting process, make sure that they're union friendly, that there won't mm -hmm. be any issues for our members. So basically, we're a leg that tries to find members' deals to just help them and enable them to save money in some of their everyday spending. And Alicia, when you were a member, you have, I mean, you're still a member, but right. but you've used any member benefits many I times. I have. Uh, um, I used it for a family vacation, saved about $400. Just amazing. Over, I mean... Look, I like to do some research. <laughs> and so I had, uh, I costed it out by calling airlines and yeah. Disney and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I went on to member benefits and I used the um, platform that they had uh -huh. at that time. And, um, and it was like a four to $500 difference. That's amazing. For so, three people. So what, um, so the holidays are coming up. David, talk to us about like what are some way, what are some things that people can do to save money during the holidays this year? So that's a great question. And there's actually quite a bit of stuff that can actually put some money back in your pocket. And that's one of the main focuses of, of member benefits is to try to actually help people to recoup their dues dollars and mm. create an environment where they can leverage that to recruit and retain members. So as we specifically start to look at holiday at the holiday time, a couple things come to mind that I would really love to share with the members. Mm -hmm. And one of them is the brand new NEA discount marketplace. So when members go to our website, neamb.com, and basically click on the benefits tab, which will be in the upper center of the page, one of the categories will be everyday savings. Underneath that category, you'll actually find the new NEA discount marketplace and that focuses at this point on a new relationship, which we have with Rakuten. And oh, uh -huh. you guys, this is really a, a great resource. Some of our members may have familiarity with Rakuten already, but we have a special relationship with them. And the way it works is you can sign up to start using Rakuten. And what it does is basically gives you online shopping access to over 2,500 different stores. I mean, everything from like shopping at Verizon to 
Macy's, LifeLock, um, just practically any store that you can think of, Under Armour, just thousands of different stores. But the beautiful thing about this is that not only are you shopping at these stores and able to take advantage of discounts, but in addition to that, the stores actually have a rebate option. So the way it works is when you are perusing through the site to look at, let's say, different stores that you're interested in, and you can also look at different categories. So if you know you want to, for the holidays, maybe buy someone something that is related to clothing or gift cards or food, restaurants, electronics, home improvement, home decor, health and beauty, pet supplies. I mean, there's just tons of different categories. So you can choose a category or you can just automatically choose a store. And then it'll actually show you how much cash back or what percentage of a rebate you can receive for doing the regular shopping that you typically would have done at that store anyway. And we're and all shopping works, virtually right now, uh, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a win-win. Oh, exactly. Because, I mean, it's from the safety of your home. The only thing you have to do is walk to your smartphone because you can actually download an app after you sign up through our website. Or you can go to the laptop, the computer, you know, so you're totally in the convenience of your home. And when you shop at the different stores, you can then choose whether you want to actually receive a check for your rebate or you can set it up to where they will deposit that rebate to your PayPal account. Nice. That meets the needs of both uh, those that have checking accounts and those that do everything through PayPal. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I am exactly. not the latter. <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> I am too. I mean, I, I love the fact of just being able to get a check and that way you'll receive it. You can deposit it and do your thing. So all the companies that are part of member benefits have been fully vetted and, uh, and, and if there's an issue with one, uh, there's a specialist like you and a phone number that folks can call and, um, and talk through it, right? That's exactly right. So I, I'm definitely a point of contact, but in addition to that, you also have basically the member ad advocacy center. So it's like a member service center. They're open Monday through Saturday. And that number is 1-800-637-4636. So members can call that number if they ever experience any challenges or simply to find out more information about a specific benefit which they might have seen on our site. So... It's not really holiday related, but one of the things that we've um, that we know is very popular right now is a student loan forgiveness program through NEA member benefits. Can you give us a quick overview of that? Yes. Yeah, so basically, uh, to, to that point, student loan debt has been a, a very big burden for just so many of our members. So what we did is partnered with a company named Savvy. And they, in essence, created this, it's kind of like a portal that if any of our members have used TurboTax before, it's similar to that from the perspective that you basically just fill in the blanks. It literally takes you 
step by step. Mm -hmm. So you're able to enter in your information. It will then even provide an opportunity to link with your student loans. Now, it does not become your new lender. It just simply links with your student loans in order to download that information so that they have access to your uh, particular picture. Mm -hmm. Once you finish the process of entering that information, it literally will tell you if you qualify for student loan forgiveness, how much you can have forgiven, and if you don't qualify for student loan forgiveness, if there may be a possibility to actually still lower hmm. your monthly payments. We all could use so that So all kind of, of that is completely free. You can do that all for free. Now, typically, they then have uh, exclusive member access section. With that section, savvy, the savvy team, I should say, will literally submit all of your paperwork. They'll send you reminders. You'll have full access to their team and they'll be with you step by step through the entire process of having your loans forgiven. That costs $29.95 How a year, a year. However, NEA member benefits has stepped up and we're actually covering the first year of premium access so that members can truly have that experience without having to pay anything. Well, great. So I, I definitely but, encourage members to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. So how do people leverage these? How do people t take advantage of these programs if, if nobody's used great. member benefits before? Great question. So the first thing that members will need to do is to go to our website, which is neamb.com. Once you're there, in the upper right-hand corner will be an option where you can actually register to begin using the site. And this is going to be a very easy process. You don't even need your OEA member number. All you need to do this is just your personal email address. Okay. You'll fill in some blanks like name, address, phone number, create a password, and then you'll right there at that moment be able to click on um, create your account to immediately start utilizing the platform. Very good. From that point, if you then click on the benefits tab with the upper center of the page, it'll then list all the different categories and available benefits, which you can utilize. Excellent. Well, that's out there. It's part of your membership. Take advantage of it. I yes. mean, don't, I mean, it's there for you to use. So save the money. Yeah. Do the thing. So, well, Thank you so much, David. We appreciate your time and, and sharing news with everybody about NEA member benefits. We appreciate it very much. Not a problem. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to connect on this platform. Um, I'm definitely here as a resource if yes. any of the locals would ever like a presentation regarding mem member benefits or yeah. anything, please feel free to reach out. Yeah, we just we just had you on for a couple of uh, uh, Zoom events with members, and I know that you've gone out to and done virtuals with several of um, mm -hmm. our locals, and uh, just recently with our student association, yes. uh, aspiring educators. So, um, so we're so thankful to have you as a resource, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Thankfully, so I really appreciate this opportunity. All right, bye bye.
David's so awesome. He, he really is. And he is the nicest guy. For real, though. And and really does want to help out. Man, are you doing online shopping this year? Well, I am now. <laughs> uh, so I just, and I, I just yes. pulled up the uh, neamemberbenefits.com uh, and went to the marketplace. And I'm like, and hello. I, I need you to focus for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. And not put, I need you to put your phone down. So at one point during the uh, his interview, I um, dropped my phone because I was looking at No, stuff. that's not the time. <laughs> this is not the t- You just wait like five minutes. So that bang that you heard in the middle of his interview. With was, Alicia Christmas was shopping. dropping my phone. I'm sorry. On behalf of the Friday Ecker team, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Alicia's bad. I, I, I mean, I, who doesn't love free money? Oh, my God. And welcome to Alicia's Morning Announcements. Do, 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 do. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about a partnership that OETA has with Smart Start Central Oklahoma. They're offering free resources to parents of children ages 0 to 8. You just text Smart Start OETA to 274448. That's Smart Start OETA to 274448 and um and sign up for some free resources. I think that's I mean what oh, a benefit. OETA has been killing it. They yeah. have been helping parents and like really deliberately doing a lot of awesome stuff for families during the pandemic. Like for real. They've been They've been getting it done. It's taken all of us. Yep. Um, and as we talk to uh, Sean Heim, December 7th through 9th uh, is the timeline to file for school board. Check out the OSSBA website, ossba.org. Uh, talk to a school board member. Mm-hmm. See see what their life is like being a school board member. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what is that time commitment? Mm-hmm. And do you have that time to commit? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and are you doing it for the right reason? Uh, and apparently it's not to make money. Right. <laughs> but, you know, even if it's it, when you think about that. Okay. Full disclosure. Running for office is the worst. Some people think it's super fun and God bless them. I thought it was terrible. I wanted to throw up the whole time. But if if that's not your jam, find somebody good. You know, I mean, yeah. our school boards are, I mean, it is the real work of governance for real and like where you can make real change. And if it's not for you, that's okay. But f- like find other leaders in your community. If it's somebody who is wonderful and that just hasn't occurred to them, encourage them. Like this is a great way to serve your community, serve your town and specifically serve the kids. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've got an opportunity to make things better for kids and this is another avenue to do that. And if you ever want to talk to somebody who will soapbox about it, you just call me. Carrie is your woman. I will talk, I will talk school board anytime, anywhere. It will give my husband a break. (laughs) (laughs) Lee will say thank you. (laughs) All right. And next week we will not have a show due to the uh, holiday break. Yeah. So, um, you will get a a break from hearing this lovely voice, uh, um, for next week, but we want you to have a fantastic and restful holiday. Take some time to breathe. Can and I can I say that I did hear someone say like now is a great time to spend time with family and I'm like oh I have been with my family yeah we have been together I mean we're not going anywhere obviously we're staying home the four of us but we have 
We have spent all the time together. All the time together. Maybe we just take our food to separate rooms. And, just <laughs> and, and, and then you can Zoom from your room. Yes. For a little less time together. It's so much bonding. I, Alicia, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh, I, well, I do love a green bean casserole. It's, yes. I, I, for me, it's sweet potatoes. I'm going to uh, just curl up with that big bowl by myself. Maybe I share it with my kids. Maybe I don't. So do you like sweet potatoes with the toasted marshmallows on top? Or do you like the praline or just a purist of sweet potato? I'm a, I'm a purist. I could take some some uh, marshmallows, but not crazy town. But there's really, like, I'm really the only one that loves them, loves them. So this is a time where I will eat them all. That That is the reality of my husband and daughter don't really enjoy a green bean casserole. This is your time to shine. And so I'm I'm making myself a green bean casserole. So, and that's okay. So we... <laughs> So we're not having a show next week because Alicia and I are eating sides alone <laughs> is what we're doing next week. Sides are why I show up. <laughs> I mean, that's the best part. Well, we want to say thank you so much to Sean Heim, the executive director of the Oklahoma State School Board Association, and David Glenn, affiliate relations specialist for NEA member benefits for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernall Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again, not next week because we won't be there, but the week after. And until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.